Hello, everybody, and welcome to the College Gridiron Show. I am your host this week, switching it up like the plan is, Matt Costantini, joined by my faithful co-host, Mir Gori. Got Jackson Heil on producing today. So, a lot to get to today on this episode. Weird week last week. A lot of a lot of big games that really didn't live up to their hype, really. I mean, you had Georgia and Auburn and Notre Dame Miami supposed to be games of the year and they just really didn't do that. Both blowout losses and just really not entertaining. I'm glad I at least can say that last week when I was saying, you know, FSU and Clemson was going to be a close game and everybody laughed at me, it was actually a pretty close game. Um, yeah, but closer than it should have been. Oh, way, yeah, way closer than it should have been. I mean, they, in my opinion, um, Florida State was the better team in that game. They, they just came out to play much more than Clemson, obviously, because they had more to prove. You know, they, they really wanted this one um, because at the beginning of the season, obviously, this was going to be a big game before, you know, Francois got hurt. Um, but, you know, my, my second takeaway really from this week was, uh, you know, Alabama and the SEC as a whole. I said this last week, I don't think the SEC is that good, and this game kind of showed it. I know that Alabama's hurt. I, I get that. But, you know, Mississippi State is not a very good team. I think that teams like Oklahoma State would beat Mississippi State. I mean, to know. be fair, they're still in the top 20. Yeah, and that's fine, but I think that th- that's more of the fact that they, they barely lost Alabama, and also they're in the SEC. And, and I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying... I'm glad OU's four, and I hope that they'll be four at the end of the year in Alabama we won because I don't want to be too cocky about it, but I just don't think the SEC is that good. I just don't think that they are as good as they were five years ago. I mean, they're good. I don't know if they're great because they have all these injuries, you know? It's, it's, it's just not fair to say that they're not as great. It's just they're hurt, you know, and I think they're vulnerable. So kind of just getting more, getting deep into these games, you look at Georgia and Auburn first. Georgia just didn't look like they could ever really get their offense going. They they really couldn't stop Auburn either on a defense, which it has been their calling card, card all season. And I know it might have been last week or the previous week that we were talking about Jake Fromm kind of taking a step back at some point because as a true freshman, it's almost impossible to sustain this level of play that he had. And it finally looked like it happened. I mean... What, what do so you think? in the the Georgia Notre Dame game at the beginning of the season, the reason why Notre Dame was being ragged on so much for a one point loss was because Georgia is a young team, and everybody thought that you know yes they do have Chubb and Sony Michelle, they're largely a, a young team, and you know how good are they going to be going forward because the, the, most of their top defensive players are freshmen and sophomores as well as the offense. Well, lo and behold, we found out that actually Notre Dame and Georgia are pretty good. However, I'm not really sure if that's a true statement. Notre Dame got annihilated by Miami, and I know you're a Notre Dame fan, so I'm it was tough to watch. That. But in regards to Georgia, I felt like they lost that game because they were tested. You run the ball to set up the offense traditionally. That's the, that's the the kind of the, the the fundamental thought in college football for the last like 70, 80 years. And I I'm a strong proponent of that even in today's and uh, today's game. But the the thing to understand here is that you know they shut the, the Auburn defense shut down the running game. They put the the defense on 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 the on the field a lot. And Auburn plays a different kind of offense than most of the SEC. They use more of a spread offense. So they spread out those secondary players and force those freshmen sophomores on an island in space as well for tackling and it just put them in a position where they were exposed for their youth, not from their inability. It's just they're young. And you know what? If Auburn beats Alabama, which 
I think there's a highly uh, there's a high chance for that. Though I'd never count out Nick Saban, and he might prepare his team for that game. I do think that the result might be different, and I I think not not only will it not be a blowout, but I think that Georgia might beat Auburn in a rematch game. Yeah, see, I I came into this game thinking that Georgia was gonna look like the Georgia team we've seen all season, just dominating in the run game, have a dominant defense, never let their opponent really get anything moving, and kind of end the game before it really starts in a way. But this game was just different because they couldn't. You mentioned they couldn't get the run game going, which has been a critical part of their year. And Fromm threw for under 200 yards. And then on the other side, you really can't take anything away from Auburn. Because they came ready to play. They knew that they needed this game to make a name for themselves. They had been down kind of all season. They lost that game to Clemson, which everyone kind of wrote Auburn off as, oh yeah, they're just another good team this year, but they're not going to really do anything. But they came into this Georgia game looking to make a statement, and they absolutely did. Look, the most annoying game of the season was definitely the Clemson-Auburn game because they're both teams that you love or at least you like them so much more than I do that I equate it almost as if you love them. Look, Auburn is not that good, all right? They they beat an inexperienced but really talented Georgia team in a game that, that took Georgia by surprise and, and out it just just exhausted the defense, okay? So that's that's the fundamental point with Georgia. I don't think Georgia's that good. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame's that good. I don't think Auburn's that good. I don't think Alabama's that good because of injury. I do think that... The Auburn team now is different from at the beginning of the season because Stidham is now more in place, but I've never trusted a Baylor quarterback for multiple reasons. Well, as we can, right? yeah, for multiple obviously. reasons, both on the court, off the, off, on the field, off the field, in the locker room, out of the locker room, you know, in, in, all, in all intents and purposes, you know, the Baylor program is kind of a unique program. Absolutely. And the players that come out of there are kind of unique, and I think that Stidham – gives the Auburn a, a, a different look than what most SEC teams are used to. And that is why I continue to harp on the point that the Big 12 offense could beat a lot of teams in the SEC this year because a lot of the SEC teams are not prepared because of poor coaching. And a lot of the top teams are either inexperienced because they have great recruiting classes but are young and lost a lot of talent, or th- they have a lot of injuries. And I think that Auburn and Clemson are teams that are reloading. I don't think that because people don't people need to remember Auburn's defense is not as good as last year's because they don't have Carl Lawson and Carl absolutely. Lawson is that was killing a big it loss for, them. On, for the Bengals right now. He's absolutely killing it. He was a top high school recruit, had a lot of injuries his freshman and sophomore year. Everybody forgot about him. He's killing it with the Bengals. He was the leader of that Auburn defense. The Auburn defense took a while. To, to develop, and they finally figured it out in week, what, nine or eight, right? And I just think that it's very important to understand that the SEC is highly overrated, but at the same time, it's not because of the lack of talent. It's because of a lack of experience or health. So this it's kind of just the last point on, on this game before we move on to Notre Dame. Georgia's already placed themselves into the SEC championship game. There's no way that they don't make it there. And it's going to come down to the Iron Bowl this year between Auburn and Alabama to see who's going to face them in that game and we'll kind of get to it later but this the rest of this SEC season has a massive impact on what the college football playoffs going to look like because if Georgia wins the SEC championship game their season is not over by any means this loss did not end their season they have a very good chance of winning the SEC championship game which might propel them back into the playoff picture but you'll you'll really just have to wait on them so switching gears over to the Notre Dame side 
very disappointing on a lot of I'm aspects. Sorry, man. I'm, yeah, I'm really I mean, sorry. it hurt, but you kind of just got to move on and kind of look at it from a from a different aspect. But they just didn't look. I I I remember I was texting you at during this game. If this was in South Bend, it would have been a completely different game. The crowd, Isn't that what the thirty for thirty Jimmy Johnson told the the boys after they lost at Notre Dame? That's exactly. You never can win at South Bend. Yeah. All right. You want to root for a team like that? Coach no, I, I don't. By all means, root. I for don't. It. But this, it's a very young My Notre God. Dame team that has a few senior leaders, but not enough. And they were rattled by the crowd in Miami. So remember at the beginning of the season, we talked about Mike uh, McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey, and how. I thought you loved him. I thought he was good. I just didn't think his athleticism was there. It's not there yet, but he might. It well, might not develop. When, when is it? When is it there? It'll Your depend. athleticism I mean, is what you're born with. <laughs> well, anyway, my my point is, I think he got a little exposed in this game, and 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 that's kind of been my my point about him, and I think that's kind of my point about Notre Dame is, they had some really good recruiting classes and squandered them because Brian Kelly's. Brian Kelly, and then Brian Kelly got a, a, a ragtag group, and not to say ragtag, but for Notre Dame standards, a bit of a ragtag group, not really with a, filled with elite talent, and got them to buy in, you know? And um, and that's why I'm really bummed for Notre Dame. I, I really am, because one thing that people aren't talking about is Miami's back. But that oh, also the U means, is absolutely but, back. But, but that, well, I'm saying that just for that week, right, the premise was for that game that Miami's back, but everybody forgot to say, but if Notre Dame had won, people would have said Notre Dame's back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and That's, that's and, the two-sided coin of every game. Right, and as much as I hate saying this in the NBA context, like, you know, the league is better when the Lakers are good, right? And as much as I, I actually never really had a problem with Notre Dame, I know there are a lot of Notre Dame lovers or haters. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm one of those rare people that I don't really mind them. But I do recognize that when the, Notre Dame's playing well, you know, and they're winning, it, it, it just helps college football because that's a tradition thing. You know, college football has lost a lot of the traditional programs they once had, you know, like a Harvard, a Princeton, you know, those those teams all fell apart. And and the the, 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 the kind of the oldest groups are the Notre Dames, you know, the, the, the Michigans. Michigans. And Michigan obviously hasn't been playing great. I mean, yes, they're on the map now because of Harbaugh, but, you know, that was just kind of sad. That was my biggest takeaway for Notre Dame. I didn't mind that they lost so much as the, I didn't like how they lost by that much of a score. That was yeah, a big I mean, bummer. They they didn't have a score until twelve seconds left in the third quarter, <laughs> and by that I'm po- sorry, I shouldn't laugh. No, and by that point the game was already over. It was thirty four to nothing before they even scored their first points of the game. So. I was too busy freaking out about Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. So. We'll get there. You trust know me. me. I I start but, I start sweating. You know, just I, incontro- uncontrollably. But I think that. This defense on Miami has really bought into their own swagger. The I chain. mean, the turnover chain. Yeah, it's really so it's swept the nation by clever, storm. Though. It is. I mean, it's a great incentive, and I don't know. I'm of the opinion that if that doesn't prove Miami's paying players, I don't know. Oh, uh, come on. I, I this, is, this is the Christian Hoban segment of the podcast, uh, everyone. If no one there. knows, Christian Hoban is Matt Costantini's uh, roommate. I don't know what that says about Matt Costantini. I even asked him about this off-air. Didn't get really a clear answer. I wish Jackson was there for that conversation. He could have maybe (laughs) interpreted it in a different way. So, getting back on track here, because if we let you keep going, who knows how how far off we'll get. All right, thanks. Malik Rozier looked good. I mean, he did his thing. He threw for a little bit. He ran a little bit. Did his thing. 
But they really won the game through the rushing game. I mean, almost 150 yards out of their lead back, and that's, that's something that Notre Dame hasn't faced this year other than the Georgia game. That's why I think a team like, and I know I've been bashing them a little bit on this pod, but a team like Auburn would would, would, would be a better, you know, more suitable uh, opponent for Miami because Auburn throws some bad passes at times, but they're explosive, which is perfect for Miami. But at the same time, Auburn has an insanely good run defense, and Miami has a terrible passing game and a decent run game. So I think that would be a, a, a nice uh, competitor for them. I think Miami's gonna gonna win the ACC. To be honest with you, I think that I, can see that. I think that Brian Kelly has not come back from his injuries as well as I thought he would have. Um, and Kelly you know, Bryant. Uh, Ke- sorry, sorry, Kelly Bryant. Uh, Brian Kelly has also not come back from last season <laughs> as well as he should have. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, do you think that Clemson or Miami is going to win the ACC, and and why? I think Miami will win because I don't think Kelly Bryant is back. That's a really interesting question and something I hadn't thought about yet, but I, I'm kind of with you. I think, I think this Miami team is... Well, you like, like you like professional college football players. Uh, well, You're rooting for Miami. The, I mean, the, the players with the chain. Right? This is this is what I'm thinking. I don't think I think people are a little bit down on Miami. I think they're mm-hmm. super high on them now after they showed up and dominated Notre Dame. But they hadn't looked great in some of their games. They had a rough time against a bad North Carolina team. They didn't look really good against a Virginia Tech team that they should have manhandled. So I think people are a little bit down on them, but. Those people, those same people, aren't down on Clemson, who haven't looked good really all season outside of a few games, that Auburn game and the Louisville game. But I'm I'm with you. I think Miami is going to win the ACC, and that really shapes the rest of the playoff. I hope so. I know Jackson's going to chime in for just a second. I just want to say I hope so because if Miami loses, a one-loss Miami scares me for Oklahoma's seeding and positioning in the playoffs, you know, or getting it. You know, so. Just to mention that, if, if Oklahoma does have one, one does have one loss and Miami doesn't win the ACC, I think Oklahoma gets in. But kind of to go oh, back man. to this ACC championship game, if Miami's run defense shows up, which they did last week, they held Josh Adams in check pretty much the entire game. I don't know Miami. how healthy he was. Apparently, he was still dealing that, with some injuries from the previous game. But that's to be fair, fair. But well, because of his running style, he will pick up injuries. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, head but, down, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But if Clem- if Clemson's able to run the ball, I think Clemson wins personally. But if Miami's run defense does show up, that kind of sets the tone for everything that they do. I do think that Miami so. will have trouble moving the ball on offense because of how good Clemson's front seven is. Mm-hmm. I know we've been building them up all year and for good reason they are a very very talented group I just I think I'm buying into Miami because of the the belief that they have but the thing is that Mark Rick has never proven himself to be a champion he's kind of like your Bob Stoops type even though I know Bob Stoops won national championship they're you know they're kind of coaches that like build up a program you know turn turn kids into men you know but but Hey, if 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 there were a team that Mark Rick should be on, it should be Miami because he's not a great in-game motivator, but Miami players have never had that problem. Oh, absolutely so, not. So, you know, I think that that's why I think Miami's going to win whereas I, I as I've been saying at the beginning of the season, Clemson is just so overrated. I they don't have Deshaun Watson. So, I, really, I I've seen them now in back-to-back weeks where they didn't look like the better team. They won because because they have a great coach, but not because they have 
um, experienced and great players. They have great players who are not experienced for the most part. So now that we're now that we've kind of set uh, the top four rankings already, let's get deeper into these college football playoff rankings that were released yesterday. So we have Alabama at number one, no surprise there. I was a little surprised to see Clemson move all the way up to two. I didn't like it at all. I mean, it makes sense. They're valuing their early season wins, and they're placing them above some teams that may have had some lower-scale wins, mm-hmm. which kind of which makes sense to me. It's what the committee looks for. That's fine. And then you, you have uh, Miami basically swapping places with Notre Dame, moving up to three. Right. And you see Oklahoma moving back into the top four. Yeah, I didn't like that seating at all because I just really thought Miami deserved the number two. There are sometimes those performances that are that are just so high in value, you know, the style points, that it does trump the schedule a little bit. Because if people really watch that Clemson-Auburn game, which I'm assuming the committee should have and, and did, Auburn squandered a, a touchdown drive on the first drive and, and used two of their timeouts, of their three timeouts in the first half, on their first drive alone. I mean, Gus Malzahn, you know, it, in my eyes, I, I have a lot of beef with Gus Malzahn because I just think that his in-game, you know, decision-making is, 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 is really quite terrible. Um, he's, he's, I mean, this is the same guy who's played four quarterbacks in a quarter. You know, this is the same guy. O- that's only Mir would have beef with a coach Mir in has an SEC football. bias. He doesn't he like anyone the down only there. One no, 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 no. I look. I don't have an SEC bias. I, I, I just, I really think that Gus Malzahn is terrible at in-game decisions. I think he's great at preparing players. I think he's great with coming out with a game plan. But his in-game adjustments are really quite terrible. Anyway, in that game, Auburn was the better team. They should have scored more points. They should have won that game. So again, another game where Clemson in my eyes, wasn't the better team, and I think it was quite clear to everyone. And for that reason alone, I just felt like Miami should have been two because their style points were so incredibly high compared to uh, a, a, you know, a Clemson. So so rounding out the top ten there, you have Wisconsin, Auburn, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State. Personally, I feel like Wisconsin could have jumped into the top four ahead of probably Oklahoma. Based on There's their no way, based man. on their undefeated record, <laughs> they have they haven't played anyone yet. But their end of season is looking pretty oh, good. Oh, okay, Wisconsin. Has yeah. Well, you know, look, I give Wisconsin's win over Iowa, um, and and uh, as well as their Northwestern. I know people. I know you ragged on me last week for that. I I think Wisconsin should have been ranked higher to begin with, I'm but with I you. think with. It, it, as the way things are going, I think Wisconsin was was properly ranked. I'm and I'm glad to see that Auburn is sixth and not five because you know it's one thing between differentiating between an undefeated and one loss, but a two loss, you know, come on, you know, like and I, I'm really glad with this top six. I'm glad that Georgia was seven. Um, I thought that that was fair. Uh, yeah. Who's eight and nine? I know Ohio State is nine. Eight's no, eight is Notre Dame. Okay, Ohio I didn't like that. I think Notre Dame should totally have been eight. Uh, sorry, it, uh, Ohio State should totally have been eight, and Notre Dame should totally have you been think, nine. You think that they should have fallen a spot lower, even yeah. though they lost yeah, to I the did, number yes. seven team? And I think that, that that ranking of Notre Dame being ahead of Ohio State shows how low of an opinion the committee has, and that's why I think there's absolutely zero shot that Ohio State is going to make the playoffs. Zero. Like, zero. If they beat undefeated Wisconsin in the championship Yeah, game? and there's even, even mayhem, because if they're willing to put a Notre Dame at the eighth spot over in Ohio State that could completely destroyed. I I just I really think I really think Ohio State that, that you know sorry there there are some rankings you know that you look at for example last week 
TCU being at five and Wisconsin, it was at Wisconsin at six. That was really damning. You know, you just saw kind of there's a divide here. They really don't value Wisconsin. That's why I think Wisconsin is really on the outside looking in and not just this week, but going forward. But then also, if you look at Notre Dame and Ohio State, I mean, who has Notre Dame really played that still has a great, you know, record? Georgia and Miami. But I mean, I know they got they dismantled lost, by but they, they lost, lost those the, games. Who have they beaten that still has a great record? I mean, USC has two losses. And I know, but, they, but USC didn't even move. USC didn't even move yeah, rankings where from they last were. year this year. No. I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's like the record's not great. Georgia just got completely destroyed. Notre Dame got completely destroyed. And they still put Ohio State in nine. I think that, that was kind of an indicator now, right then and there. Amir, do, is, do you think you think that's more of respect? I feel like that's more of just the committee respecting how good Miami is as opposed to just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. shoving off Ohio State. Well— and see, I think maybe it's a little bit of both. How about that? I just think That's it's fair. a little bit of both. I feel like they are kind of doing the reverse Clemson. They respect their wins yes, they are. highly yes, enough exactly. to put them at number two, and they respect Notre Dame's losses enough, enough to as have much as them still up there. True, yes. I, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I just think, though, nonetheless, the indication is Ohio State is not making the playoffs. There's just no chance. So let's get more into that. Okay. Yeah, that's a perfect transition to our next topic. I feel like this year, more than any previous year in this playoff format, conference championship week is really going to decide who makes this year's playoff pool. Yes, because there are a few scenarios, for example, that could create a lot of mayhem. Say, uh, say Alabama beats, uh, sorry, say Auburn beats Alabama, but then Auburn loses to Georgia. That creates a massive mayhem right there, right? Then there's also the possibility of, say, Wisconsin beating Ohio State. So now you got three teams kind of in the playoff pool, right? Not just one NCC team, but two. Then you have the other possibility of, of Oklahoma winning out. That creates a lot of mayhem as well. Because now you've got four teams set up. Then you could say Clemson beats Miami. So now you have Clemson and Miami. So now you have six teams that are in a playoff pool, right? Because Clemson obliterated Notre Dame, and Notre Dame Miami. only... Uh, sorry. Um, Miami obliterated Notre Dame, and, and Miami... And, and sorry, and Notre Dame only lost by one to Georgia. So you, you, you create a comparable, you know, win differential, you know, on that in, in, in comparing schedules. Then you've got an Auburn that that beat Alabama but then say lost to Georgia so then the style points are going to come in at that point then they're going to compare you know Alabama's schedule i mean there are six teams that just legitimately can get in and that and that, at that point i really think it's it's fair game for all six of them on somebody being left out i could see an Alabama getting in Georgia not you know even though Georgia won the SEC right i could see a a Clemson not being in but 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 a Miami being in, I could see an Oklahoma being out, but a Wisconsin. I mean, it's it's really crazy, and I think I think that the committee really wanted Alabama to lose this week because now there is that possibility. You know, that Alabama loses to Auburn because of their injuries, because they lost their offensive lineman Pierce Bacher. But say they get them back and they get the running game back on, and they don't lose, but then Auburn loses to Georgia. I mean, it, it, this. This Alabama win this week really opened up a lot of opportunities for a lot of problems. See, I'm of the opinion that if you are an undefeated conference champion, you are in the playoff 
no matter what. I agree with you there. I think if Wisconsin wins if Wisconsin, the Big Ten, if they're Wisconsin automatically wins, they're in. Doesn't matter. Okay, so fine. So if Wisconsin wins automatically, they're in. And then what? Now, qu- question for you guys quick. Doesn't one loss Alabama not get in? Well, so one, sec- so one second. Let me let me get into that. So, all right. So you guys think if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten, they're automatically in. If okay. Miami wins the ACC, they're in. No, no, no. Let's say if Clemson wins. Okay. They're in. They're in. Okay. Let's say uh, let's say Georgia wins over Auburn. Are they in? Yes, I think if okay, I don't ju- know. Just here, ba- no, no. Just give me, just give me like okay. yes or yes, no. Yes, George, Georgia's in if they win okay. the SEC title. All right. Okay. And then and then if Oklahoma wins, are they automatically in? Yes, I think so. Okay. So you know what that means? That means you don't have a one loss Miami and a one loss Alabama. Yeah. Mm. That's I don't that's know. really tough. I, I mean, don't know. It, it is tough, but I look Oklahoma's schedule was better than Miami's. But I, as much as I loved that Oklahoma win over Ohio State, I almost value Miami's win over Notre Dame more. Absolutely, and that's what that's and that's indicative. and that's bad. That's bad for the playoff look. That's bad for the sport. And then Alabama not being in because they lost a rivalry game. But listen, if Oklahoma, but a Wisconsin gets in, but it's a road game and at it's at Auburn. So how how that's lowly are they going to think of Alabama? Should they lose that game? No, no, no. But that's my point. They go on the road, they lose a rivalry game, but Wisconsin gets in. Yeah, I mean, it has to be an undefeated conference champion and a, of a power know, five man. team. Again, there's a, no way. A, they're a lot not of in. this depends on Wisconsin winning. The Big Ten, which is very up in the air. A it's lot not just all that. Different scenarios, it's not just that but because because say Wisconsin loses, right? You're still gonna have because I counted six teams, right? In the scenario you gave me of Wisconsin winning, Clemson winning, Oklahoma winning out, and and Georgia winning. But say Wisconsin doesn't win, right? Then you have that throws and, 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 a whole but, wrench but, into the But idea. Clemson wins. You still have Miami stuck on the outside because you got Georgia in and Oklahoma in. And 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 uh, and and sorry, Georgia, Clemson, um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and and I'm I'm sorry, Miami, and no, and and uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Georgia. You'll, you'll have three loss, three one loss teams essentially in Wisconsin, Alabama, and it would be Georgia. It would be Georgia, and then and not Miami. not to Miami mention also. The a, thing is, if Miami loss, loses, Ohio State, who wins the Big Ten? Well, forget about Ohio State. We them. know the committee's out. You yeah, know, no, we know two, the committee. There's out. no way a two-loss team is making this playoff. Because also, especially because Ohio State lost Oklahoma, so if they're going to put Oklahoma in, they're not going to put Ohio State yeah, in as well. I'm with you on that one. Based off of the fact that Ohio State lost two games, Oklahoma lost one. So we'll we'll really have to see on this, but the bottom line the is, bottom line is a lot a of craziness is going to happen down down the stretch here, and. I am so excited to see the chaos that occurs. So, kind of a weird week this upcoming week. We've been gifted all these top five, top ten matchups throughout the season. And this week is kind of the first one without a big marquee matchup. You're seeing a lot of these top teams forego taking bye weeks and kind of playing these D1, AA, D2 schools. I mean, Alabama's playing Mercer for... I mean, we know reason. that one game is everybody's going to be tuning in on is going to be Michigan Wisconsin. Absolutely, it, it's just it's absolutely critical that Michigan wins if we don't want this crazy scenario to happen. Yeah, Wisconsin absolutely needs to win this week, but let's talk about upsets this week. I mean, they've it looks like they've been happening all over. Michigan wins. Michigan wins. Okay, well, 
If Michigan, if Michigan wins, this entire chaos gets dissolved. I don't know because I still am saying if Clemson wins, Miami loses in that ACC championship game, Miami's still on the outside. I don't like that. It, it's a tough scenario. Again, I I personally think Alabama still wins the SEC because I, I as much as I like Auburn and as much as I love their performance last week, I still like Alabama over Auburn, and I still think Alabama's a better team than Georgia. So that'll be interesting to see what happens, but... If Alabama if like Alabama, Alabama doesn't lose a game, then then this whole crazy scenario is, and and Miami wins, then we're fine. Okay, well, I want to talk about some teams that are on upset alert this week. I mean, there's a lot of just weird matchups. So, who do you, I'll, this is open to both of you? Give me a matchup this week where a, a top twenty five team might might bite the dust, might go down. Okay, my team my team is Wisconsin. Okay. That's my team. Fair enough. I'll. As much as I don't want to say Miami, I think if they lose a game throughout and it's not the ACC championship game, it's this week against, against Virginia. Virginia. That's a that's like the definition of a trap game because you look at these performances Miami has put up this season, they just they haven't shown up in some of these what should be easy games. Like you look at Georgia Tech at home, that that's that's this is a game they could potentially Another struggle. game actually that people should look at is Clemson South Carolina. I was talking about that game early on in the season, yeah. and I I still think yeah you that they mentioned might NC State in yeah. South Carolina yeah. yeah so I'm actually kind of looking at two games here I'm looking at a Notre Dame loss to Navy possibly I mean they've historically struggled against Navy with that triple option and who knows they might be on a downswing after a, just a crushing loss and then I'm also looking at UCLA over USC this week yeah because Rosen's not in yeah. So, we'll really have to see. But, unfortunately, that is all the time we have this week. Um, Jackson Heil on producing and jumping in there a few times did a really good job. Mir Gori, fantastic as always. And I'm Matt Costantini. Thank you very much.